Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Mark and Sarah. Talk about sauce. sauce. Uh, except when we talk about bands in general. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to March Mastas Round of 32. I'm your co-host, Sarah DeBunting, and I am here for the right-hand side of the March Mastas bracket with my fandiferous co-host, Mark Blankenship. Hi, Mark. That's an 80s sound. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? Uh, I'm with it. So, Nintendo. yeah. Today, we are going to be discussing uh, the first round results and second round matchups for the Sophistication Station region and the Rock This Island region, uh, along with some user comments, some clips, and one of the, or one or two of the only upsets from the first round, which was a little surprising. Mark, where shall we begin? Well, let's begin with Tears for Fears, which trumped the fix versus naked eyes who beat breathe which they were ranked eight and nine uh and yeah that's i don't know if i'd count that as an upset but yeah and clearly uh, we learned a lot of people had forgotten breathe and in fact one commenter thanked the tournament for reminding him that breathe existed at all which i don't think really did them a lot of favors (laughs) (laughs) but but people also forgot that Naked Eyes did Promises, Promises, so I'm glad I dropped that clip in because I've been re-listening to that song for like a month now. Well, and yeah, on on Facebook, in fact, both Allison Grebstad and Lisa Klish said how happy they were with that clip. Allison said, I love, loved, and will always love Promises, Promises. So glad you played a clip, Sarah. To which Lisa responded, I cheered when Sarah played the clip. So that kind of enthusiasm, (laughs) I'm sure, is what got naked eyes uh over the line and uh Beth not Lemmer, sure it's gonna help them <laughs> no and but, but me i was gonna say because meanwhile though commenters like beth remhoff said tears for fears forever songs from the big chair on vinyl was the first gift a boy ever gave me oh and uh there was one person who throws who threw a little shade perhaps deservedly so <laughs> at the length of the tears for fears song sowing the seeds of love which came out in 89 that song is like 105 minutes long, but I have to admit, <laughs> I have a soft spot for it. Are we not all at some point sowing the seeds of love? This is my whole life. Uh, and in fact, because I do have deep affection for the pretension of Tears for Fears, which Sarah once gave me a book, uh, you may remember this, in fact, uh, about the history of new wave bands and everyone in the book, every band in the book is interviewed and Tears for Fears goes on and on and on about the psychological profile of their music and like how Jung is involved. And you have to really understand the eternal consciousness to grasp what they're doing here. And I'm like, Oh my God. Uh, the book is called mad world. It's by a, um, uh, man, woman team, much like ourselves. Um, <laughs> once again, it's called mad world and it's really a lot of fun. And some of it is just like what basically would be a transcript of one of our podcasts, but between <laughs> the two co-authors, it's great. It's a really wonderful book. So obviously mad world is a tears for fear song, uh, shout, uh, everybody wants to rule the world, but I pulled a clip of a tears for fear song that is, was a huge hit at the time, but I think it's not as well remembered now it's head over heels. Here's a little taste. Yeah. 
this I think is actually my favorite Tears for Fears song. So thank you for pulling that clip. Um, his voice is just really elastic and quirky yeah. without being off-putting. And musically, the song is just so interesting. You know, the 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 way that it speeds up there in the "Don't Break My Heart, Don't Take My Heart" thing and uh, thing section. Uh, and I was just thinking as I was listening to it, I'm sure that they would claim that this song is about the Hegelian dialectic or something, but I like how... Dramaturgically com- speaking, our 19th <laughs> album. Exactly. I like how complex the song is, but how it's also very quickly relatable as a song about being in love with someone who's wrong for you. Even if that's yeah. not what they think it's about, it's very easy to hear that in the song, which makes it even more appealing and universal. I think this song is great, too, so... I um, am not going to have any trouble voting for Tears for Fears here, even though I'm also glad you played a clip of Promises, Promises last week. Now, uh, yeah, and I I think they pass through pretty handily because Naked Eyes really <laughs> the, Promises, Promises is great. It's not great enough, and it's right. all they got. So, so next uh, we have Simply Red, who trumped Johnny Hates Jazz versus Fine Young Cannibals who trumped Mike and the Mechanics. So uh, this is where we start to get into portions of the tournament where people were voting against bands <laughs> as much as they were voting for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, not Mark Schaffner, though. He said Fine Young Cannibals is uh, their band. Their album, FYC, is in my top five bands. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, Mark. Let me re- let me restart reading your comment. Fine Young Cannibals is in my top five bands of the 80s. Even though they only had a few albums, they are just as perfect. Uh, damn it, Mark, sorry. Even though they only had a few albums, they are just perfect. And Roland's voice kills me every time. His movie career is a different story altogether. <laughs> oh, we know. Oh. Um, and then Heather Moss uh, talking about Mike and the Mechanics wrote, I hate both of them. <laughs> But The Living Years was playing in a grocery store on Monday night, and that song made me want to die right there in front of the pistachio display. So that's oh why Fine Young Cannibals got her vote. That was really that was one of the little um the little uh novellas that we were talking about in the last episode. Um <laughs> I just was imagining this happening. Heather Moss just like subsiding to the ground in, in front a Victorian of the pistachio fashion. So in nice. front of the pistachios and some guy in an apron's like, Miss? Miss, miss, <laughs> she's, she's like, like I all I need is a miracle. <laughs> so meanwhile, Natalie Marshall, in response, not directly, but emotionally to Mark Joffner's comment about Roland Giff's acting, wrote, I am not going to pretend my choice is not influenced by my love of Roland Giff's cheese-mazing appearances on Highlander the series, which I have been rewatching on Amazon Prime. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she's amazing uh i will be stealing uh i will be stealing that um i i don't this is another five four that i think is too close to call i will say thank you mark for playing that johnny hates jazz clip even though they didn't make it out of the first round my Um, pleasure they had i think a better chance than they might have otherwise um I think fine young cannibals, the people who remember their stuff, are very devoted and loyal to it. Uh, Simply Red might have more people, but they don't care as much. So I don't know. Well, my my final statement on this matchup will simply be to read Cindy Micho's comment. I've always been very creeped out by Simply Red. 
lead singer looked like a Cabbage Patch Kid that came to life. Not the real Cabbage Patch Kid, but one that a craft enthusiast ant makes you. The he- the head is somehow made from an old stocking. And it stares at you at night, and you try to hide it, but your mom keeps making you play with it. At, s- at some point, you, quote, accidentally leave it on the floor, and your puppy chews it apart. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and she goes on to thank us for dredging up that repressed memory so oh my god so cindy if That's that actually good. happened i honor you and i honor your telling of it now oh my god that is great uh, that really brings you back to a time <laughs> in human history your craft enthusiast <laughs> oh my god and she's like it's a lettuce clump child and you're like this is not a thing <laughs> <laughs> I got you a lettuce clump, child. Does it come with the birth certificate? No, it oh comes with God. the receipt. <laughs> I know, or she like sewed it onto a paper plate, and you're like, Mac Hacknall, what's that? Oh, sorry, Mac Hacknall. You seem like a nice man. <laughs> oh, sampley rad, you're the best. <laughs> Do you do you have a prediction here or no? You, would you enjoy playing with this doll while you eat a bowl of frosted flocks? <laughs> <laughs> and give the fr- the old froz boo a throw around the backyard. <laughs> that uh, credit for that one goes to my uh, esteemed brother, Dave Bunting. Oh, it's oh, like, so you know, the unbranded flying disc, the Frostboo. Like, oh. I don't know if this is going to make me vote for Simply Red or against them, but oh, in our next, in our next, in our next. Wait, wait, wait. Did you have a, did you have a prediction as to who wins this or oh, no? Oh, right. I, I think it's a coin flip. I, I, I mean, I think we both won from hearing that story, <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, I think it's a coin flip. Um, if it goes to Fine Young Cannibals, whose songs are more upbeat, I wouldn't be surprised. But if it mm. goes to Simply Red, who had also good, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I won't be surprised. He, look, way. that uh, cabbage potch cod could really sing. Well, here's what I predict, though. No matter who wins here, they're not going any further than the Sweet Sixteen. Mm, yeah, I think you're right. Okay, so next up we have Spandau Ballet, who made it through on the strength of True. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, as one commenter noted, it was not only the strength of True for her, but it was also the strength of PM Dawn's Set Adrift on Memory Bliss, which was sampled, which sampled True. That was Stephanie who said that. And you're absolutely allowed to consider these in your deliberations, so... Uh, I felt like a lot of people were also voting against Cutting Crew, which was the case for me. Mm, because you hate that song, yes. Yeah, I do. Well, I do want to point out, though, that Giovanni Biene, who is one of our listeners, wrote on Facebook, Spandau Ballet are almost as big as Duran Duran in the UK. There was an actual official petition to the government to make gold, which is, I guess, one of their songs, the new national anthem for the London Olympics. And it got oh. enough signatures that the government had to officially take a position on it. Oh, wow. So, honestly, wow. knowing that, I don't know 
any other Spandau Ballet, Ballet song, but that's cool. So that, honestly, I'm impressed. However, mm. Sarah, Spandau Ballet is up against Sade, who, let us reiterate, because we still got some questions on it, is a band fronted by Sade. Mm. Uh, Sade beat the power station. And now she's against they. Oh, listen, I'm doing it too. They and she are against Spandau Ballet. And Sarah, I think that Sade takes it here. I think this is another coin flip, but I'm just looking at the bracket right now as we're talking. And uh, I was about to say um, something about Spandau Sade. And now I need Spandau Sade to be a thing. Universe, hear my cry. I would go to that concert. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's a coin flip. Uh, I, I, but I totally see, I totally see um, your prediction coming true. Could go either way. Don't Could know. Could go either way. Uh, so next we have orchestral maneuvers in the dark uh, beating ABC, and we had a couple of commenters who said that they found this matchup to be very tough. Uh, yeah, and it was hard for them to choose. So who knew? Yeah, I think this was. Uh, I think this was pretty close. I also enjoyed the um, two sides of the when Smokey sings debate yeah. yes. in the comments. <laughs> one one side was actually yelling at me for getting it stuck in uh, her head, and the other side was that's my jam and always has been. Which I get it. That was a charting song. Um, but now they're up against Squeeze, who beat Swing Out Sister, but not by as much as I thought like that early on that vote was pretty close and swing out sister had a lot of support uh, yeah. people were really into them um but yeah i i think omd is probably om dead <laughs> if you leave it'll be in this round yeah i mean we had so many people coming through with the squeeze love uh florenda vasquez wrote i will be voting for squeeze every chance i get um Laura Laura Anderson writes, "Squeeze is amazing. Argy Bargy is actually framed on our wall right now, along with songs <laughs> from the Big Chair. Apparently, I am hashtag Sophistication Station forever. Uh, yes. I feel you, girl. So yeah, I feel like um, I want to just stand officially corrected when I was surprised that you had seated them number two in this division. I think Squeeze has a lot of steam in that old engine, which mm. is not a sex metaphor unless you want it to be." <laughs> So that then takes us to what I feel is the most rage-fueled division, <laughs> which is Rock This Island. Um, there is, there's a lot of just anger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's legitimate, some of it, I feel. Yeah. Not just because it's shared by me. So I just want to go out front and say I don't think our overall tournament winner is coming from, from this division. <laughs> I don't think so either. Oh, dear. But uh, for one thing, the reason that after the fire, well, some people just liked the song Dear Commissar, and we had some commenters who talked about how many amazing versions of it there were. Yeah. And that it was, a you know, sometimes it's in German and nobody really knew what to do. And th so, <laughs> uh, you know. Oh, that's a perfect way to put it. Like, why is it in German this time? Where are, <laughs> why is this happening to us? Is that Falco? Alles nein, klar. Yeah, Exactly. So, they, but there were also definitely people who voted for After the Fire because of their dislike of U2. Uh, U2 still, however, handily won. And we did have uh, 
commenters like Kristen Swanson who said, what a quandary, my favorite band versus a band I've never heard of before. And of course she meant U2 as her favorite band, though I did enjoy the idea that she was thinking, I love After the Fire, and who is this U7? <laughs> How do you pronounce that? U2? <laughs> and then you had a lot of people, specifically Sarah, um, compliment you on your love of the album Rattle and Hum, and you brought up with some of the commenters songs that you loved, and I just want to throw one there. I love When Love Comes to Town on that album. Yes, that is a good one. But let's yeah, not I like that, that album, uh, and I thank you, um, commenters, for supporting me. I know I thanked you in the thread. Um, I, in my head, <laughs> speaking of the little stories that we're that we're having in this uh, in this process, I'm just picturing like Katrina and the waves like auditioning to play the high school dance for you two and they're they're just like bopping all the around the stage to walking on sunshine and all of you two are just sitting in like folding chairs with their arms folded like no right like that like huey lewis at the start of back to the future yes exactly like that um I think this might be closer than we expect, but I still think U two's winning. What do you think? I think that they have to win. Um, even though Brona Little says U two wishes they had a song as great as Der Commissar, I just feel. <laughs> uh, Meredith Santiago points out that the Katrina and the Waves has a great song called "Going Down to Liverpool," which I had actually not heard before until she brought it up. But she's right; it is really good. And Mark Neufeng says "Walking on Sunshine" can be annoying as all hell but it's also why my vote goes to katrina and the waves it's just a kicking song uh that said it's just the one song i mean Mm. the other song i just mentioned is good but i just don't think that um being known for one song gets you past you two and i don't think that people who are sort of tired of you two or tired of you two's um righteousness are that tired of them right you know so. I think that I think at the end of the day, there's at least one U2 song that everybody can at least kind of like. Yeah. Also, a lot of people were voting against the outfield. Apparently, your uh, loathing of them is not a minority opinion yeah. by any means. Mike Dunn, I always hated that song by the outfield. And the fact that that song has somehow become some kind of rallying cry by the New England Patriots just threw up in my mouth typing that made me vote for Katrina faster than anyone else I voted for here. So And Mike Dunn, who not only agreed to keep being my friend after I was like, sorry, I don't like you two. I think they're self-righteous. Um, knew exactly what button to mash to get me to vote against the outfield. And that was mentioning <laughs> the fucking New England Patriots. Well played, Mikey. So, yeah. In our next matchup, we have Madness, who took it over Dexy's Midnight Runners and UB40, who took it over to Pal. So in Madness versus UB40, we have some ska, we have some reggae. Sarah, I think that this is going to depend a lot on how many international voters end up playing, because as we discussed mm. before, Madness is huge in England, whereas they only had the one hit here in the States. And uh, UB40, though, as some of our commenters noted, only really ever seemed to hit it with songs that were covers. And a lot of people hate Red Red Wine. Still the much more recognizable group. I agree, but I think there may be enough people who um, really hate 
red red wine mm. and feel that the covers thing is um not disqualifying but is also reason to kind of not vote for them i think this could be close mm. uh but i think not close enough i do think uh ub40 um carries the day i will note that since it comes up in our next um matchup that madness also had a song called madness and most of the lyrics are the word madness <laughs> madness they call it madness i we should also point out that in the ub40 to pow face off we did have an amazing comment from patrick felton I'm going to be honest, if it weren't for the descriptive information under these pictures, I would have thought these were ensemble photos from canceled 1990 Fox teen dramas. <laughs> <laughs> how we do you some... talk to an angel? Oh Pictorially, that's how. We have some funny ass people who are leaving comments. Okay. That's true. So next we get to what I think is the one true upset of round one. Um, big country toppled Asia. So a big country toppled a big continent and uh, they are the ones who will be facing off against Genesis. So Scotland's own big country versus Genesis. And before we go any further, I just thought big country was owed a celebratory clip. So here's their song in a big country. I remain annoyed by the scansion in the verse. I really like this song. Don't get me wrong, but in a big country. Yeah. Maybe it's a Scottish thing. I mean, anyway, good for them. And you know what? I think I uh, misranked Asia because if you asked me to name another Asia song, I'd be like in a big Asia. Like, th- <laughs> I mean, there is no other song. Asia chameleon. <laughs> Living in the wild, wild. Asia? Hungry like the Asia? <laughs> Come on, Asia lean? <laughs> oh, oh, now that's a song that Dolly Parton should write. Yeah. <laughs> this is my little girl, Asia lean. Say hey. Hey. <laughs> Me oh. and little Asia. Oh. Oh. No. So, no, that needs um, to not happen. Jen King wrote, this one took me a minute, but then I realized I always liked Big Country's overall sound better. If I heard their songs, I would yell hooray, and while I enjoyed Asia, I never did that. <laughs> well, Fair sad. enough. That's, I mean, this is what it boils down to. So, Are you yelling hooray? Then that should get your vote. So I feel like, Sarah, because they are up against Genesis... Genesis Which is, is a f- book of the Bible. Like you got through a continent, but now you're talking about the very first 
book of the Bible. Yeah, I do think that we're going to see some votes going to Big Country because people generally dislike Phil Collins, but I don't think Mm. that Genesis loses here. I think that's about right. I think it's probably going to be something like 58-42, but Genesis is still going to get out. Um, Agreed. So then we get to white, then we get to really, the, the, <laughs> so the, much hairspray, the most limited enthusiasm of all of our matchups, <laughs> I would say, was White Snake versus the Vapors, where yes. the Vapors, again, known for the song Turning Japanese, White Snake known for Tawny Katane riding around in a car in the video mm. for Here I Go Again, to which Danica Hodge wrote, both are so terrible. This is tough. Hmm. Sexism or racism? <laughs> So yeah. White Snake won, but was it really a victory? I was like, geez, that's reductive. No, she's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then Def Leppard also made it out of the round against Musical Youth, though Krista Searle writes, Musical Youth retweeted me once. That's enough to earn my vote. <laughs> I love that comment. That might have been, that was definitely a top three comment from the round of 64. Oh. <laughs> Um, having been emailed by the motels, I'm, I feel you. <laughs> well, you remember too, that in our very second episode, we discussed, um, naked eye, the name of the band just by luscious Jackson <laughs> and luscious Jackson, uh, retweeted our episode. So I definitely yeah. also know that that warm feeling from a retweet. It's true. Um, so white snake versus Def leopard. I really, I don't think this is even worth discussing, really, is it? No. I know they're both, like, creatures, wild creatures, but I think um, the big cat eats the snake. The cat eats the snake and then hurls its body into the back of its litter box, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty pretty sure that's true. Um, Def Leppard is probably this region's best hope. Wouldn't you say? I think that if Def Leppard wins this region, I will not be surprised. No, me neither. All right. Well, folks, thanks for coming along uh, with us on our second trip through the bracket. Um, Once again, uh, you can vote and um, complain or share your fond uh, novella style memories of (laughs) car accidents, retweets and more on our Facebook page, you can find that at facebook.com slash podcast. Anything else, Mark? Just that we will look forward to talking to you soon about who makes it to the Sweet 16. This is Mark and Sarah. Talk about sauce. sauce. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.